1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Joining us right now is our good friend, David Williams. And you know, God's been working in David's life and ministry experiences and has given him this heart and a passion for reaching out and building and sending youth and young adults with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. But you know, David's also known for exhorting the body of Christ to live out her unity among her ethnically and culturally diverse members, as well as being a voice for the preborn and ministering the healing grace of Jesus Christ to men and women broken by abortion. David, it is always good to have you with us here on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. Yeah, it's always good to be with uh, you and Tobby, and it's a good morning when I get to have a conversation with you. Likewise for us. And we appreciate that you're willing to go to places that are sometimes hard. And David, what we do here at Moody Radio Chattanooga is we have a a prayer circle and we pray for Mm -hmm. the needs of our listeners. And one of uh, the prayer requests that have come in has been about grief and loss during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are wrestling with this. And how can we encourage them? Yeah, you know, um, that's a that's a great question, and a lot of people are are dealing with it, and and it's probably accentuated more during this time because these are the times when we may have great memories with Thanksgiving and Christmas of family members and friends who were once here in a in a very special and dear part of our life who are no longer here anymore, and that's hard. And we're walking through a lot uh, in the midst of there's you know so many demands and so many things that are that are going on and. And uh, one, you know, I think the, um, the anticipation of this season uh, is one that can help us uh, with it, even as we think of, you know, the coming of Christ and the fact that as we're celebrating, you know, Advent, his coming, the fact that we're thinking of him coming again. And uh, I love it that one of the, the names that's given to Jesus is Emmanuel, that he is the God who is with us, that he is the God who has stepped uh, into our world. Uh, into the pain of our world, and it was even willing to embrace and suffer, you know, for the sins of the world. But he's one who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And so I would say to those that are grieving, and this is a hard season for me, I've lost both my mom and and dad, and there's other relatives that have gone to remember that there is one who knows the depths of our hurt. He's been touched with the feelings of our infirmities, and he wants us to come to him he wants us to be open about where we're feeling. We don't have to necessarily put on a happy face or try to put on a show. He knows where we are. He wants to meet us where we are in our woundedness and our grief and our brokenness. 
and he's the one who wants to minister comfort. Um, you know, Jesus was known as the, the man of sorrows, and this one who has experienced sorrow is the one who is actually the one who also can give us great joy. So to remember to turn to him, to open up our hearts and to express that with him. And then if we have, you know, others in our life, brothers and sisters who we're walking with, um, to be willing to, to be even open with them as uh, to so where we really are in our hearts uh, and to ask them to pray for us. Sometimes people don't know. Um, we get so caught up in what's going on in our own lives and, and what's happening with us that often our first thought isn't to think about others and what they may be dealing with, but for us to maybe even to take a step and to say, you know what, this season is really hard for me. You know, I'm experiencing a lot of, a lot of pain and a lot of hurt because of loss in my life whether it's through death or through divorce or, or whatever it is, it's, it's a very hard season, and we're not called to walk it alone. We have a Savior that's entered into it who's promised us He would never leave us nor to forsake us, but He's given us a family. He's given us brothers and sisters around us, and that He's called us that when, when one rejoices, we're to rejoice with them, but when one is in sorrow, that we're also to join in that with them so that we don't have to bear our burdens alone. And so those would be some things that I would say, remember, you know, the one who we are to celebrate and we look to who's entered into the world in this season. Remember the gift he's given us of his Holy Spirit to be with us, the comforter, the one who can comfort us in our sorrow. And to remember the gift of his body, our brothers and sisters who we can walk with in the flesh in the midst of our suffering and our pain and our grief. And you know, we are in the holiday season and we have a lot of fun with that. You hear us laughing and joking about concerts and, and little uh, ditties and things like that. But it's also a, a moment for us to pause and reflect because it can be a time of grief for many of us. And and so David Williams is joining us now and just talking us through that, how to walk through the holidays even while you're grieving. Yeah, and David, I so appreciate your voice here during the midst of this. And, uh, you know, many of us see our loved ones uh, during our our family gatherings, and they seem, although they're in the room, they are kind of removed a little bit, more sullen and not really entering in. And and we don't know what to do with that. How do we actually um, really help them through this grieving process and, and not have them miss I'll call it kind of the joy of the gathering, even though that they're hurting. I mean, are there some practical things that we can maybe do to help them through this season? Um, yeah, I think so. You know, I'll share some things that um, I mentioned. My both my mom and my 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 dad passed, so Christmases can be hard, and uh, it can be it can seem like to my kids. I have you know kids that are still young, and they're very excited about the toys and all the things that go with you know the Christmas and. For me, I can seem like I'm in the corner of the room and sometimes um, what my wife has done is um, she has kind of reminded our children that, you know, your, your dad has experienced some great losses in his life. You know, there are some people that used to be, join us on this holiday that aren't here today. And that's hard. And uh, us gathering together in this moment, though, there's lots of joy. It also brings up moments of, of grief and sadness for him. So my wife will do things like she'll begin to share memories of, you know, my mom or my dad and share stories and ask me of things that, that I would like to share. Um, and that uh, allows us to be reminded, you know, of, that there was one who was very significant in our family that's not here. But it also, you know, allows my family for a moment to um, kind of enter into um, my world and, and to remember that, you know, to think not only of themselves, but to think of me. 
And sometimes for the people that are grieving, it's hard. I mentioned before, it's hard for them to open up and to share about the hurt. Like, we just want to go into our shell. So if we know people around us, family members that have lost people, we can maybe be helpful in the process. Uh, And maybe not in the midst of the big gathering do we just, you know, come out of the blue and just do this. But maybe we could have a conversation beforehand and say, you know, I know that as the holidays come and and you've lost your bride or you've lost your husband or, or kids or whatever has happened, that this is a very hard time. Would it be helpful for us as a family if we, you know, had some space in our gathering um, to remember, um, you know, the person that you've lost to take some time that for those of us that know that we can share some memories, but to also to be reminded that this is a hard time so we can enter into this with you and you not feel like you're all alone. And that I think oftentimes when we allow the Lord and people into that space, that not only does it, you know, uh, help to, to remind us that we're not alone as we're walking through our sorrow, but I think the Lord uses it to minister his comfort to us. Um, you know, sometimes we want to just keep it in the dark, act like it's not there, but I think sometimes the best thing is to expose it to the light of the Lord so that we can experience his joy in the midst of our sorrow, that we could experience his comfort in our grief, and to remember the hope of the gospel in the midst of what we may feel is a very hopeless situation. Well, thank you so much for that, David. Just uh, the practical nature of that, of of really going individually to that person and talk to them to see if it would be helpful to enter into this family gathering, you know, a moment of remembrance, you know, uh, I think that will help. I know it'll help in our family. I'm going to go do that in our family as well because we've experienced loss uh, and fairly recent here in the last couple of years just mm-hmm. to see if that might be a bit of a healing balm and point them in the direction back to the Lord so that they don't uh, withdraw from the process. But maybe that might be the cog that will help them in the in the healing and the grieving process as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, you may be listening right now, and you know you're in on this path. You're in it. You're in the grief. You're maybe even dreading the holidays. Uh, consider some of the things that David has just shared with us, and even taking a moment to uh, just have a, a blue Christmas moment, you know, where you can uh, unload onto the Lord, and um, He will share that sorrow with you. Yeah, and David, as we're wrapping up our time here together, I was just wondering if you take a moment and pray, because uh, in gatherings like this, when we're talking about the holidays, maybe going through the grieving process, there are many that are uh, maybe uh, doing their best to kind of hide where they're at in their in their moment of grief and just need a moment, a touch from the Lord. I was wondering if you would just offer up a prayer for them right now. Yes. Well, let's pray. Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, we look to you. Father, you know each and every one of us. You know where we are. You know our hearts. They're laid bare before you. That we might be able to hide things from people, Lord. You're the all-seeing and all-knowing God. Lord, I pray that you'd impress upon even the hearts of those that are listening today who may be walking through grief. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to take the step to bring that to you to not hide it, to not stay in isolation, but to open up and to bring it to you. And I pray, Lord, that you would even give them the grace and the wisdom to even share with others around them who may be able to answer in that with compassion uh, and, and really help them to bear those burdens and to 
walk with them, that they may experience your comfort even today. So, Lord, would you minister um, to your people? Thank you that you are the one who um, entered into our world. You know the pain, you know the grief, you know sorrow, but you're the one who is the risen Lord, and you are alive, and you're the God who can give us joy. So I pray that you would fill your people with joy today. God, I pray that in the midst of what may seem like uncertain and chaotic circumstances, that you would give peace. God, I pray that your love would overflow um, to your people today. And I pray that your hope um, would cause us, Lord, to uh, be encouraged today, that we would remember that you're the God of hope, that even in the face of death, you've overcome it. And because of the fact that you've overcome death, um, you're the God who can give us a hope, a living hope. And God, help us to look to you and to remember not only are you with us in the midst of what we're walking through, that you're the God who has promised one day that you're going to wipe every tear away from our eyes, that you're the God who's going to make everything new, that you're the God who is going to put us in your presence and, and we'll experience nothing but righteousness, peace, and joy for the rest of forever. And I pray even today by your Spirit that your people would experience a measure of that peace and joy and righteousness today as they walk even through their grief. So we thank you, Lord. We love you. And we give your great name praise. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.